And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes your guest. He's a comedian and host of Eyewitness, a new game show that tests the contestant's ability to pay attention to detail and the viewer's ability to pay attention. It's John Henson. And she's a TV comedy writer who broke into the business despite not thinking fart jokes are funny. Now when it comes to farts, she leans in. It's Wendy Molyneux. Jeff Jeff is here to make authentic Pennsylvania scrapple with extra pig taint. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Hello, my little donut holes. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting episode. A lot to get to. I would like to say hello to my guest. Hello and welcome back, John Henson. Hi. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm sorry I'm late. It's totally okay. It happens. Hello and welcome back, Wendy Molyneux. Thanks, Allison. I'm excited to be here, and I have a little bit of exciting news for you when you're ready. <gasps> I can't wait. I love hello. exciting news. It's my favorite kind of news, mm-hmm. uh, unlike the actual news. Hello, Daniel. Hi. Hey, Jeff. Hi, Allison. All right, let's start the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing it. Deal with it. <laughs> All right. That's sassy me. Sweetheart, aren't technically donut holes nothing? No. Well, look, there's the hole of a donut, which is nothing, but then there's donut holes, which are, the, are those little circular donut-y things. I believe they're called munchkins, honey. They are existential treats. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> they are the treats that ask as many questions as they answer. <laughs> they the truly cone. do. Mm-hmm. But wait, mm. Munchkins, isn't that just a branded thing? That's the Dunkin' Donuts one, I believe. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, they're donut holes. Yep. She's right. He's right. They're both right. Sorry, Daniel. It's just not, it's not breaking your way. I feel yeah. like I'm very confused to like, we're going to have to talk about this in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> We're not actually in therapy, but no. it's one of those things. That, I mean, separately. A, you have so much to look forward to. I've got a yeah, few moleskin uh, books full of notes for when we do. <laughs> sure. It's just you one know? of those things yeah. that like, eventually we'll probably do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. You can only make us stronger. And you want as much evidence <laughs> yeah. as you can. Exactly. Right. You got to keep the notes because right. otherwise you won't, ha- you won't be armed. Right. Corroborative witnesses, exactly. dates, times. Yeah, you should, you should tape recording each other when even when you're not time. on the um, podcast. Yeah. Right. Mm, that's yeah. a good idea. I know. Right. I've been keeping notes the entire place. on John, right. even though we're not married. Should be wired for In case for we ever get married. <laughs> oh, that's we both so divorce smart. our spouses. It could happen. We get married. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I have notes from even before we were married That's right. to bring up. It's just good I do to this know. with everyone in my life. <laughs> Literally everyone. <laughs> so it's I have a ha- separate house it's like for a, my journals. It's, it's like a prenup for your uh, marital counseling. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's just smart. Yeah, get you know the legwork I mean? done. I don't anyway. sleep. I don't have time to do anything. I'm mm-hmm. just doing these journals on everyone. Right. Right. But Got if a lot this of ever takes happens, to log. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> do I record it. I log it. Have journals on me? Yeah. From going way back to college. I hope, again, there is always the threat, you guys, that Allison and I will spend this entire podcast talking about our college exploits. I start, I mean, we're, (laughs) 
Look, I made it past three minutes. You did. I made it to three minutes, 47. So- oh, 47. Yep, 47 <laughs> is the Pomona College It's a number. special secret number. It's a special I've- number for me and oh, Allison. Yeah. When, not for you guys. When, when, and not for the listeners either. Now, Mm-mm. when Wendy said there's a chance we could talk about college the whole time, that was like a funny ha-ha thing. But then when I mentioned 47, I took it you- right there where it became uncomfortable Very and no real. longer interesting to anyone. To anyone. Other than us, we both look really excited. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. So it's weird. What's the thing you say to each other? Like, tweet, tweet? or chirp, We don't say chirp, that. Chirp, chirp. We don't say that. Yeah, you do. They, no, no, no. They make you say it when you arrive at college and walk through the gates. Do you guys, like, yeah. when you pass each other, you go, like, chirp, No, chirp. no one that actually says it. That was the name it. of the newsletter, though, right? It was. Was it, it chirp? No, what was it? It was... Oh, God, I'm old. Cheap, it cheap. said chirp on it. Yeah, it said chirp. <laughs> it was your copy of chirp okay one more second didn't you or mike send in fake i was gonna say this is segueing very nicely into a genuinely funny college story (laughs) that our friend mike boyle would put fake announcements in the newsletter advertising for groups that you could join that weren't real and then giving our dorm room phone numbers (laughs) all of our friends got hit mine was um longing for the old days up at saint paul's (laughs) Miss like fireplaces, field hockey, and something else. And it was a boarding school reunion group, <laughs> which I went to public school. I have no fucking clue what it was. And then I felt so sad when people started calling me like, I'm calling about the boarding school uh, alumni group. And I'd be like, no, man, this is a joke. And then the other one that I remember is one of them was hate the world, love to sing. A Bob Dylan acapella group is forming. <laughs> I wasn't the phone number for that one though, but those were great. Those were great pranks. Do you remember any of the other ones? I, I, well, I remember something about a froyo social, but those were real. That was real. (laughs) That was as real as it fucking got. The people were fake, but the the group was real. Oh, and maybe the the best one was advertising a whaling trip. Like it's a very, we went to a very whaling, not whale watching. No whaling. He said over spring break there was going to be whaling, and I don't remember. Bring your own harpoon. It was. I don't remember whose phone number he put for that one, but that one got like calls to the administration. Everything was completely fake. It was great. That was a great run. This this newsletter was like on colored paper, and it was just one sheet, both sides. Mm. Yes, was uh. It was like some four years summer camp is what our college yes. was like. It oh. was like it was like that. It was very um, fun. Fun. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun, and there were arts and crafts. Yeah. Um, okay, so John Henson, yes, it has ma'am. been a long time since we've seen you. It, I, be, I feel like I've been gone for a long eons. Time. Yeah, I spent the, almost the whole summer on the road. You, really? your show no. has been airing. Yeah. Eyewitness. Eyewitness has been airing in limited markets. And you, have you done your Food Network thing? I shot a Food Network show, which will begin to air uh, late next month. Okay, that. Fill us in on everything. Catch us Uh, up. It's called Halloween Baking Championship. Yes. I'll watch that. I'll watch that shit. Because when you think Mm Halloween-themed baked goods, Mm -hmm. clearly my name is in the the first... Two names. Eight. You and Freddy Krueger. Me. <laughs> right. That's it. So it's the it's the two of us. And you know, they couldn't meet Freddy's quote. No. So God, um no. Butch Patrick wasn't available. This is I, I will be I'll be very honest with you. When you get a you will back me up on this. When you book a job that you didn't know you were up for that begins in a month, 
you know you were like their fourth choice <laughs> and and people were saying no left and right and they were like fuck it just call him just call him right now They're like we're not ready it. to call you him know yet. He's we, we still have it. a couple people Let's <laughs> exactly <try. laughs> right and people are like dude this guy will cut cheese cubes at craft services if the money is right are we so. at henson level yet i mean we've got <laughs> yeah. a month to go like. yeah he's never gonna de- trust me he'll do they it have he will do shot it in a locked box yeah and then there's no. a day like the right. keys behind in case of emergency I know this is true, though, what you're saying, actually. I hung up the phone <laughs> I and I was like, true. get well soon, Andy Dick. You know what I, I mean? Or know. whoever it was, Jeff Dunham. All I right, thank you. I that show you were on. Uh, it's quite possible. There's no accounting for taste. I did it. It was fun. <laughs> I had a blast. Believe it or not, I had a blast. Uh, it was a great time. We shot it in New Orleans uh, where, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, humidity was invented. Uh, and in June, that was the beginning of a summer-long humidity festival. You know, New Orleans mm-hmm. is um, French for, for humidity. New meaning humidity, and Orleans meaning more humidity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, it was so the best line I heard was somebody goes, "Yeah." Air's kind of chewy. I was like, <laughs> it is it's literally like walking through hot taffy. Um, Why but did they choose that for that location for I shooting? I think just expenses, Spooky. right? Mm-hmm. And just they get a break oh, to yeah, shoot Louisiana. there, and so. Sure. Um, but it was uh, it was a lot of fun. So I did that. Um, I did a little traveling. I did a little stand up. Um, so yeah, I think I was gone for like nine out of twelve mm-hmm. weeks. This and summer. how's eyewitness going? Good, things are going good. I for hear the good listener things. who doesn't know, I, I mean, I, I expect the listeners to know, but there's if very they few don't, listeners that know. Um, they, if they don't, if they didn't hear the last episode you were on, this is the game show that you're hosting, created by Judge Judy. Yes, ma'am, Judge Judy, <laughs> Judy Shineland, um, Aunt Judy to me. Uh, so yeah, this is a show created by, uh, Judge Judy. It's a game show, sort of a classic kind of in-studio game show. We have three contestants. We show them video clips and then we ask them questions about things that they may or may not have noticed. It's very simple to play and, um, very kind of surprisingly challenging. And I, you know, and I would, I would throw out there that from a judge it casts a whole new light on the idea of eyewitness testimony you know Mm. historically eyewitness testimony is among the least reliable forms of testimony and when you're talking about i'm i have like three people and i'm like are you ready are you ready make sure you're paying attention watch this thing that i'm about to show you and memorize everything about it and i show you 60 seconds of something and like five seconds later i am asking people questions and they're like i got nothing i don't know i got nothing Hmm. now imagine if it's something that you weren't necessarily locked in and it happened six months ago. So, right. um, I, you know, I think it was, uh, and it's, it, look, it's a lot of fun. It is a show that, uh, other than the rules and the questions, it's pretty much all improv. I had a blast doing it. It's airing. Uh, I think we're coming into, uh, this is the beginning of the last week of our six week test. Yeah. Uh, it's airing in New York, Philadelphia, Chicago, Detroit, Houston, Atlanta, and DC. Is that seven? I think that's seven markets, and uh, it's doing pretty well. So I think it's got a it's got a it's got a puncher's chance of coming back next year and rolling out nationwide. We'll see. How are your spirits? Like, have you been in and I out of this? I try to not yeah. get too far out over my skis with stuff like this. It's you know, 
you get these calls, you know, so-and-so talked to somebody at this company and they said they're putting together a budget and you go, oh, I'm going to go buy a summer home in Laguna, yeah. you know, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, somebody else goes, Hey, did you see these numbers today? And you go, okay, I got, now I got a gun in my mouth and I'm, you know, <laughs> I got a, you know, I'm tying myself to a shower rod. So, um, you know, I, I try to just kind of like take the attitude that, um, Somebody will call me and either tell me when I'm supposed to be someplace or I will be released on my own recognizance and sent back into the wild. But um, it was a lot of fun to do. And I think it made me realize that, like, I think I'm supposed to host a game show. <laughs> like, I think, I, I, think I'm, yeah. I used to resist that. And I'm like, no, I'm like, you know, it's You're good at it. Yeah, it's just it's the yeah. right intersection of improv and stand up and hosting and I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, yeah, it's a great lifestyle and it was you'll get a kick out of this cuz you know my wife well, yes. but like I might have even told the story once before, but when Wipeout ended, I had a great run, 7 years on Wipeout, during which I got married, had two children, bought a house, you know, and then Wipeout ends and my wife and I go out to dinner and I'm going like, you know, maybe Maybe I'm going to write a movie. I've never written a movie. Maybe I'll write a, you know, I've never written a sitcom. I'll just write. And my wife's very quiet, you know, <laughs> eating. And, and, I, and I realize she hasn't said anything in a while. I go, what, what, what is it? And she goes, just, just host game shows. What's the matter with you? People <laughs> want you to host game shows. You're good at it. They pay you good. Just do the thing that people want you to do. Why do you have to pick the one thing yeah. that no one has ever asked you to do? Just do the thing you're good at that everybody likes you to do. And I was like, you're, you're a good woman. I appreciate that. I'm gonna, that's exactly what I'm going to do. You can, and you can also write a movie. Yeah, exactly. And didn't yeah. you actually... Write a movie? Uh, I have, yeah, I have written movies in the past, and um, yeah, I mean, I've always got something else going on. But, uh, but you know, I think she was just, there is a path of least resistance to this business, and had my first break been in sitcoms, maybe I would be a sitcom guy. My first break was in hosting. People see you do something, they expect, you know, we want to see you do what you we've seen you do well, and I, I'm happy to do it. It's a great gig. But I also think kind of you should, you if you stay in the slipstream, of what's working and you're making money and all of this. Is that the path this, of least resistance? Yes, I don't, I don't to speak To me, it's extreme. like getting into the slipstream. Like, <laughs> you stay, if you're in your thing that you like and you're making some money and whatever, then you feel relaxed. Mm -hmm. You're not feeling like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So maybe you're actually, because I, 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 when I was really up against it, like money-wise, I was not very productive. And when I got a little Same. office job where I had a little more money and I had a computer and nobody was looking at me, I started to do better because I just felt better about myself. So I feel like I've just, like, just continuing on that path isn't always bad. Like, you can do this and then your other thing and you're not going to feel like, oh God, I need this so badly. I'm right. hanging on to it. So it's like, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's like kind of right. following it because, you know, it may also lead you somewhere totally unexpected from somebody like just yeah. seeing you in a different light. You can too. find, you, you find, you sort of follow your muse and you have, and you, and you enjoy yourself and you do what you have fun doing as opposed to sitting down at your computer and going, okay, time to come up with a million dollar idea, you know, and just trying to sit down and grunt out success it doesn't mm -hmm. really work that way well my know? mom kind of did that to me in high school now that i think back because i would always want to be like in something really dramatic or whatever my mom i distinctly remember saying wendy i think people like it when you're funny 
And like to me, I thought I wanted to be like Lady Macbeth, you know, like I wanted to be like reading a, a Meryl Streep or something accent. like that. Yes, reading yeah. the British. Yes, there was a story that happened before we started the show where Wendy shared oh, that she yeah. volunteered to be Eliza Doolittle in her English class rendition of we Pygmalion. Read, well, we had this really weird teacher, Mr. Jaffe. Rest in peace. I think he died, but. <laughs> I, he probably died. He was pr- very old in high school and I'm old. But um, he had us read my, fr- probably just to kill time. He was like a teacher. He was probably like, I know what I'll do <laughs> He's hung for over. 10 days in a row is have them read My Fair Lady like 30 minutes at a time or whatever. And every day be like, who would like to read Eliza Doolittle? And I was like, raise my hand, me. And that in my mind, everyone else also wanted to do it. I was just so like lucky and everyone thought I was really good at it. But really, of course, you were a oh, bunch of high school girls none of whom want to embarrass themselves you were doing it in a cockney accent i did the whole thing in the, in what i thought to be the correct accent you know cockney at the beginning and then at the end more refined now, right so right she remember. becomes a lady yeah Same. no I'm oh sorry. it was it was pygmalion it wasn't my fair it was pygmalion yeah yeah i guess i think yeah that's outstanding there is terrible. a uh, that's a very <laughs> special so that's a like a specific kind of person to me like when i think of yeah. not not you in that but like oh, no, in you. this moment yeah, no, but, it was me. but in but in Hol- like if you are Hello. at a party in <laughs> oh hollywood my God, you still have it. and there's the person who just kind of occasionally just affects an accent but i don't think i'm that person anymore but i was in high school but you know who that person is today right like you know that that is it being on i guess you would call it quote unquote being on all the time or whatever i think i just really like was longing for serious sort of thespian yeah it was a serious thespian um i will uh i will share if it makes you feel better uh to, to I don't you, feel bad about it. I oh, feel great about it. Well, you get get ready to feel better <laughs> I because a, I was uh, a dork, and I guess that's just what it was. Going into my freshman year of high school, my mother took me on a cruise, so I would have been what fourteen. Um, there was a talent competition oh, uh-huh, on the cruise, uh-huh. uh, so oh. this is you know people are singing like I've knocked this over four times. People are singing. <laughs> um, you know, like Gary, Indiana. You know what right, I mean? Like sure. this is like hokey, sure. hokey. Uh, I uh, did an excerpt uh, from the book Helter Skelter, uh, <laughs> a monologue uh, that I had cobbled together from uh, actual quotes by Charles Manson. That's great. Did you win? Uh, I did. Oh, yeah, wow. and like, and, and I and I think it, yeah, and I think it was That's I think like it was av- a combination performance. Arts, I think it was a actually. combination of pity and and Fear. just white hot terror, like that that <laughs> yeah. that, that this like fourteen year old boy <laughs> in white pants and a white shirt did a very very intense, angry, aggressive monologue as a serial killer. Right. When everybody, they're like, if we give him encouragement now, maybe we can steer the ship away. <laughs> right. Yeah. Look, we all know what goes down on cruise ships, right? I mean, murder. It's, it's, you're, murder you're in international waters. Mm-hmm. I've seen yeah. Love Boat. Yeah. Let's just yeah. give this kid whatever he wants. Yeah. No eye contact and just let's all walk yeah. away. And, yeah. 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 By the way, on that cruise, uh, tried marijuana for the first time. Oh. oh. How'd it go? <laughs> <laughs> How did it go? Um, it went very well. I was with a, uh, I was with a, there was a guy, a guy probably in his 20s that I was uh, buddying around with. And I, I saw him leaning his head out of one of the portholes on the, and I was like, <laughs> popped my head out the other side. And he went, go, oh, God, you scared the hell out of me. And he was 
smoking a joint. And I, you know, I, I guess he thought I had busted him. I didn't know what was going on. And then he just handed me an unlit joint and said, here, buddy, smoke this or throw it overboard. Nice. And I just went, all right. Man, by my light, you know, like I was 14. <laughs> I was, so I just uh, smoked a joint by myself on a cruise ship at 14, huh. right after having done a uh, performance Manson? as Charles Manson. How are Manson. you alive, man? <laughs> how are you alive? Uh, how is anybody else that alive right? on that cruise? <laughs> right. oh, a lot yeah. of empty cabins. Yeah, yeah. You are, you're driving home through the hills, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> that old feeling might come over you. <laughs> John Henson, you know what I would want to send you after you won your uh, talent contest on the cruise ship what some kind of amazing card and i wouldn't want to just settle for some not amazing card I no because i might you a- kill you mm-hmm. exactly that's what i'm driving at when it's a life or death card situation you're going to want a card from love pop mm-hmm. there are these awesome 3d uh laser cut cards like look here's an example of one Ooh. Ooh, this one it says the beatles on the front and then it's got the four of them walking across. The Look Beatles how cool that inside. is! Wow. It's better yeah. than having a different group inside. That's, That's that, that would, would be strange. It would be a, it'd be bizarre. Yeah. And look here, this one has Flowers? look how cool oh, this is. Wow. These are that super is cool. Though. I feel like they should be in a museum. Yeah, they're but incredible. Those in, are really instead, good. they could be in your mailbox. Ooh, look at this. Then you could the turn dragon. your mailbox into a museum. My a son tiny, would flip out, out the middle man. To, for this dragon As heart. a fan of paper crafts, I, I have to say those are very good. I was looking at this thinking you would be super into these, Daniel, mm. because you do you try to you you do and you careful, try to do stuff careful. like this. Look at the detail on this dragon. Very, these well, are amazing. You're married to the mother of dragons. Uh, Love Pop was founded by two for, speaking of two former Beautiful. ship designers who adapted their craft to paper engineering. And they appeared on the 2015 holiday episode of Shark Tank, where they landed an investment from Kevin O'Leary. More than 253 D designs to choose from. Love Pop has a perfect one for that special person in your life. By the way, Daniel's birthday was recently. I just gave him a dumb flat card. Yeah. I wish I had known about these when that happened. It was pretty disappointing. Given, if she had given me a better card, maybe, maybe things would be different yeah, right now. I know. And because they're from shipbuilders, you could probably use them also as rafts I know. to sail across it's, the they're ocean. They're seaworthy. And they fit yeah, inside a bottle. Yeah, they're seaworthy cards. That's a they're, it's more than a card. Mm-hmm. It's a ship. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a, a vessel. Ship. Yeah, it's a mode of transportation. <laughs> <laughs> to enter the 2018 Love Pop birthday sweepstakes for a chance to win 50 3D birthday cards, visit lovepop.com slash BFF. That's lovepop.com slash BFF to enter to win 50 3D birthday cards. Okay. So, I know Wendy has some news. Mm-hmm. I also have some news. Oh, wow. For the first time in his in his whole life, Elliot pooped in the bathtub tonight. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. exciting. I know. I looked down for one second, which you should never do when your baby is in the bath. But, mm-hmm. like, he was, he seemed steady. If he's like his dad, it won't be the last time. Mm-hmm. He looked down, I looked down for one second, looked up. Oh, look. What's that dark? Yeah. What's going on? Oh, why is there a whole bottle of fish food in the tub? <laughs> Actually, it was, was it like more a self-contained. F- they were like it was like a few discreet poop blobs, balls, poop chunks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it wasn't a fish food. Situ- I mean, thank- thankfully, it wasn't a fish food yeah. situation. Fish might eat it. As far yeah. as getting out so of I- a shit the tub scenario, that's yeah. about as easy. Yeah, as it mm-hmm. gets. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was. So I lifted him up quickly, but then I thought, well, the place I want to put him to clean him off now, I can't. Yeah. So then, uh, 
cleaned him up and stuff. Probably not well enough, though. A lot of questions about, like, can you get sick from your own poop or no because it's your poop? Anyone know? <laughs> you can definitely get sick yeah, from your own poop. I don't poop. think not you're you. Do you think you can take your own poop out of the toilet and eat it? <laughs> is well, this a scenario you think would be okay? What no, happens in man versus like, wild? This or? isn't like 127 so. hours where he drank his own pee. Like, I think because pee is still mainly sterile. water. Yeah. Poop is definitely don't uh, <laughs> go into own- a hospital <laughs> and, like, try to, like, Give people instructions of how to be sterile. <laughs> That's something you should... If you were going to do that tonight, cancel that because there's some things you should learn first. Poop is not sterile and your own poop isn't better than someone else's poop. Look, people do poop transplants to cure certain I know things. they do, yeah. but they don't eat them. No, but I got to tell you, if I had a, a pill, choice I between eating my own right. shit or eating Daniel's shit, mm-hmm. I'm eating my own shit mm-hmm. seven days out of the week. Well, well yeah, yeah, you probably want to eat your own. There's the, the phrase, your own shit doesn't stink, comes from... <laughs> Somewhere, right? Yeah. Or, but actually, the phrase is you just think your shit doesn't stink. It does stink. You think it doesn't. So, yeah, probably your own poop tastes the best to you. Sure. Well, just, yeah, I just, I don't know eat. that it tastes better. It's just someone else's <laughs> no, but taste worse. you chose to eat. What if yes. someone else, like, right. totally opposite right. foods? Right. And then they poop and you eat it. You're like, I don't like right. this. Well, and if it's your own, at least you wouldn't catch a disease that you don't already have. There's I think that. you could. Because I think well, stuff gets added on the way down. No. Well, where did it come from? That's, that's your that's own like what cholera system. was, guys, right? Like the poop gets in the water system. But that's somebody else's right. poop. But your own probably, too. Well, no, a large <laughs> You didn't create the cholera? Think. I think you're part of the cholera. If, if anybody out there has gotten sick from eating their own the poop, person. let us know. Okay, but then this also occurred to me. By the way... Thinking about that negative comment that the show should be called Allison and her friend discuss poop and farts. It was just, it was mean, but it was so apt. Very, very accurate. Wait, was yeah. this when we talked about farts or a different time? I talk about farts every time. Okay. This so was a different it was, time. Yeah, it, it, it predated you. Oh, God. I just thought. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, didn't, that wasn't narcissistic. We talked a lot about farts we did. last time. So. It happens a lot. John, okay, okay. you might not know this. In college, oh, Wendy God. Said, every time, every time, every time, Wendy go ahead, was do your too, thing. She was too good to enjoy a fart joke. I did. Not, she, you're the one adding that I was too good. Listen, Eliza Doolittle. She had already turned into a lady. She spoke with proper okay. elocution. She didn't think farts or poop were funny, and she actually uh, found them a little bit disgusting. You add, you do a different description of this every time. Okay. Like the first time it was like a gentle description that like I just didn't think they were that funny. Right. And now it's just riddled right. with judgment. Now you throw stones. Now at people you're just who she said hate she me. Said, let hates let them me. eat cake. I, I don't think this, this is funny. I never did that. It's true, but she was a little bit grossed out. And look at her now talking about well, poop eating. But now I gotta ask. I like I would not think of you as someone who would be like, Hey, I got a great shit joke. Let me roll up on Wendy at this barbecue. I know that she's gonna By love the way, this you don't want to be that girl. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, It'd be weird to just open with a shit joke in just like social setting. No, clearly you close with it, right? (laughs) Yeah, you close with it. Um, But slipping in the middle. (laughs) But I think you. I think yeah. I mean, I think of you as somebody with a um, 
a, a witty and sort of smart sense of humor. Are Not you, a horrible uh, person. Are you, no, like but I, I guess what I'm saying is, I, I guess what I'm saying is, <laughs> have you changed since then? Yes, I still don't We covered this last time I was on. That's oh, why I'm okay. hesitant to all discuss right. it again. Right. Right. I have changed. I probably don't like it as much as Alice. <laughs> no one does. So she's lording it over me. <laughs> and I, she grew up with some shame surrounding poop jokes. <laughs> okay. Now it is getting a little weird. Well, no, you know what? It's, let me rephrase. We're going to spend more time not talking about it than if we just talked about it. Talking about not talking about it. Not shame. She feels that perhaps her upbringing made her a little prudish. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, it did occur to me that, look, I get what everyone's saying. Poop is not a thing you want covering you or bathing in, and you certainly don't want to eat it. But it is baby poo. So that feels like even... Less gross than no. poo. I think you-, you got off lightly. The first time my son shit the tub, I thought to myself, honestly, we could just sell the house. <laughs> it might be easier to sell this home than to clean up this tub. <laughs> well, here's the question. I took him out, toweled him off, but then I'm like, do I need to submerge him again because he was because he was sitting in a tub with his own poop. Well, you want to make sure he can breathe. When you say submerge, it sounds like you're holding the baby you underwater. You want to keep the baby's nose and mouth out yeah. of the water. Oh, okay. That's the key to the baby bath. Right. You um, want to make sure he's out. clean. Well, right. he didn't, except for a tiny bit, come into much contact with it. I so I took fine. him out. I wet wiped. Do I need to I quit wet, my job? Listen, I wet wiped the area <laughs> that had contact, and then I... But then I was like, I almost want to wet wipe his whole body, but that'll dry his skin out. So then I took a washcloth and cleaned him up. But like, I didn't totally rinse him off again. Did you boil the baby? <laughs> yeah. No? no? I think so, he's fine. Unless safe. he's going to stay up all I night, put him like, one of those microwave bags. licking the areas of himself <laughs> right. that came he's, in contact with poop. I think he's going to be fine. I think he's fine. <laughs> he's not a kitten. And I don't know your baby, but I don't think he's going to do <laughs> no, that. No, yeah. he, he doesn't he, groom wait, himself. Wait, is he a kitten? What if we found that? What if we looked on the monitor yeah. right now and we realized that's yeah. where this was all heading? Yeah. So well, here, then the weird part is that she bathed a cat. You can't do that. You shouldn't whole, try to so do. Many you questions. should be more scratched up than you are. Wendy, do you remember? Oh no. <laughs> no, this is actually <laughs> this is a story terrible. of you teaching me something. Oh, oh, great! I'm sure yes. this is great. Though this is, I was in New York and I was talking about someone that you knew of more and were curious about, and I said. I overheard someone say that editing her is like trying to train a cat. And you said, do you mean herding cats? Yeah, herding cats. <laughs> yeah. I did, not, I did not know that phrase. I mean, I, but so training I just, a cat. Actually, we have a whole song on Bob's Burgers called Cat Training Training a Cat. Oh, we, well, so Lizzie maybe, and I wrote an episode where Bob has to train a cat. So yep. maybe you gave me that idea. Maybe. And I just don't remember it. But there I'm is a saying herding, herding cats. cats yeah. That is the popular saying. Right. But we did do an episode where Bob tries to train a cat and Lauren wrote a song about it. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you a check. So anyway, <laughs> so I really, every, yeah, every instinct in me is saying, move on. And, but I'm not going to, just real fast. I didn't know what to do with the, the tub. <laughs> and I was having this whole debate within myself of like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a bag and I'm going to like fish it out, and then I'm going to pour the water down the drain and just try to make sure it doesn't splash. Maybe I should do the kitchen sink. No. No, I'm going to try to like drain it, like skim it off first, and then take a poop bag and then turn it inside. And then all of a sudden it dawned on me, duh, just flush it. Just just pour the tub into the toilet. 
Oh, it took me was so it long. not in the, the actual bathtub? No, no, it was little... in a little baby tub. Yeah. It took me so... Yeah. Or throw it out the fucking window. I could but see why is there you're... this much? It's a one of those little tubs. Yeah. yeah. No, it took I... me so long to figure, to realize As you were what telling the story, I was like, what's she going to do? Okay, so You're yeah. not the only one. By the way, I was going to put <laughs> it in a bag. in me. I'm put it so useless. In a bag and then put the bag in the diaper pail. Right. And I mean... Yeah, or you could uh, wait until the middle of the night and then go out and bury it in the front yard, mm-hmm. <laughs> dig a hole. Mm-hmm. I'm know. probably gonna have to do that. At this point, I think we need to send it out to the lab to see if the kid has cholera. Right? <laughs> probably, yeah. right. right? He didn't start with I it, think but Allison collected cholera because she's been eating her own poop, <laughs> thinking it's sterile for years. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's my own. It's my <laughs> own, you guys. Uh, okay, what's your news, Wendy? Okay, well, <laughs> this isn't going to be a very good segue because we're going right back to the same topic. Do you? Oh, do you want me to break this it up with something? News. No, this is big news that only happens since I got here. <laughs> so get ready. Wait, did, did you okay, also so poop in the tub? Before Daniel did his opening, yes. he messed up the first time I tried it. Sorry to out you. That's okay. But when he messed up, I laughed. And when I laughed, guess what happened? <laughs> you farted. I farted. Oh, my God. So I'm thinking later, if <laughs> if you still have it, you can enhance the audio like in a movie. <laughs> sure. And play my fart. <laughs> Oh my god, Back. you've come so far, yeah. Wendy. Oh, here we go. You know, so Girl I farted Jeff. on the show accident completely accidentally, a classic laugh fart. <laughs> and it was covered up because everybody else was laughing. But it might be in there. You Thank can sort you of do like an Oliver clean. Stone JFK like Like enhance. Yeah. Enhance. Enhance. Computer enhance. Yeah. Like, like that. Yeah. Like the Sapruder <laughs> <hear> footage. <laughs> yeah. I think it was more of a popping sound, so I don't know. Mm. I honestly as ex- as titillated as i am i doubt we're gonna be able to hear it because I these know. mics don't wait I, pick up a lot of let parts. me see if i can get it hold on okay that does sound like wait a i think that, i heard that, that one i can clean it up computer enhance it was much more of a pop guys i'm not I'm not by this i think i hear it so, i thought that would be the i think we're gonna have to empty to you, your Allison. pants into the <laughs> <laughs> the tub, toilet. and then that <laughs> into the toilet, and then <laughs> then we'll have a sound of the sound of that. Hey, right, that'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm gonna move on, but it's just you've really come a long way, Wendy. Thank you, Allison. the Wendy of your like would never have less now because I confess that I farted. I mean, I would almost think you did that just to get back in my good graces, even though you never fell out of my good graces. If you hadn't mentioned at the beginning of the show that you had news, yeah, so. I have woken myself up with farts lately. <laughs> yeah? I literally woken myself That's up. Are you eating, like are you startled a myself. Diet? And I mean literally like shot out of bed. <laughs> what, like I heard the, a noise downstairs. The feeling, the noise, or the smell. I mean, which was the thing that got you? I think it was uh it was <laughs> I, I I have literally <laughs> I have literally woken up. Like shot out, like sat up and grabbed at my ass. Like, what is that? What is happening to me? You surprised yourself. I did. This way in life. Yeah. No, well, nice and I think it's because my wife and I, surprises. my wife and I have an honor system mm-hmm. where we, there's no, we do not fart in front of each other. Oh, oh. yeah. We talked about that. So, uh, uh, not under 
pain of death, but just as a... How do you get to that we place? We like to preserve a little <laughs> you mystery. To, you probably have to start there. Um, and then... There's no going back. Yeah, you can't... It's, yeah, it's exactly... Yeah, you can't put that fart genie back in the yeah. bottle. <laughs> so uh, I think that there's... It's I think there's too. like a sense of like... Like, oh my goodness. Did you look over at your wife like, and of course, by the up? way, like my wife was like, there's nothing you th- like you could literally just continue sleeping and it would not wake me up. But when you shoot out of bed, like there's an intruder, there could be nothing. You should have said, I think someone came in here and farted and then left. Right. (laughs) Yeah. She wouldn't know. Like like a fart Charles Manson. You should, when you fart yourself awake next time, grab a baseball bat and then she'll think that you're protecting the home Mm -hmm. from the fart intruder. Right. Yeah. Do you guys fart in front of each other? This is probably already else. We're, we're about. yeah. I mean, we've long since let go of that. It took a long time for me to be able to. Right. I would say like, "Oh, I'm about to fart," and then all of a sudden, I would lose. But like, the desire was there, but the, the gas wasn't. <laughs> it wouldn't pass. Yeah, but then pregnancy happened, and also oh, like it, you waited until pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it used to be that I would fall asleep on Daniel while we watched TV, and then it would be like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, we I don't know. We don't really care. I didn't know that that used to happen. As soon as I fell asleep, it would just happen. My um older, I have two foster children and the older one who is a a toddler, he one night laying in in his like sleeper pajama, we watched Thomas the Tank Engine before bed and so he'll come up on my bed and he was laying like on his front watching it and he farted and like turned like totally surprised <laughs> and we all laughed. And so now he'll get up on the bed at TV time and lay there and he'll just sort of look over his shoulder and pat his butt for us all to laugh. <laughs> and we're like, you didn't do it. So I'll make the sound for him. It seems important to him. That's really cute. Like he's yeah, going back to reaction. the same comedic well, but mm-hmm. it's just not the joke isn't there. So we right. all do like a hollow laugh and pretend. I think but that's just cute. not there. It's very Let's cute. get him on the show. We should. Yeah. He also call. Well, we call them. No, I'm not going to say it. Oh, come yeah, on. You have to. way too cutesy. Yeah, you, know, you drew We breath. call them farty warties No, we call them butt uh-ohs. <laughs> <laughs> you did a butt uh-oh? Because he loves to cute. say uh-oh, so he'll also go uh-oh. <laughs> like that. But he doesn't actually fart. Sometimes he makes a fart sound with his mouth. That's really cute. Yeah, it's very cute. All this talk of getting ready for bed, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> you know what you should be sleeping on? A Casper mattress. Mm. Don't be sleeping on whatever you're sleeping on if it's not a Casper mattress because... Here's the thing, that thing where you're like, I need a new bed. You go to the store, you try out a bunch of different beds. You think that that's going to somehow correlate to your satisfaction with your mattress and you pay so much for this bed. There's such a better, easier way to do it. Uh, I think I forgot to say what I meant to say at the end of that, which is that studies have shown that you're the, 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 that spending Sorry. time in a store trying out different beds, whatever you think you're going to like in that short amount of time does not actually correlate to your satisfaction with the bed. So then Casper comes along, they cut out the middleman, they sell directly to the consumer, and they don't jack up the price, and you get an amazing mattress. Uh, 
for a fraction of the cost. So Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry. Um, Casper mattresses feature supportive memory foam for a sleep surface that's got just the right sink and just the right bounce. There's a risk-free trial and return policy. You can try sleeping on a Casper for 100 days with free delivery to the U.S. and Canada, painless returns. The mattresses are made in America. Special offer for you guys. Get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com slash BFF. That's www.casper.com slash BFF and using the promo code BFF. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so a little bit of light house chat. I think we Mm -hmm. mentioned on the last episode that Daniel and I put in an offer on a house that's a backup offer. It's Mm. just a backup offer. A mountain of paperwork and all the stress with less of the chance that you'll actually get the house. Um, it's, it's an uh-oh offer. It is. You had a house uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a house uh-oh. Yeah. So because two people at this table own homes uh, and plenty of listeners, I'm wondering if you guys can explain this to me because I'm a little confused about how this whole process works. The So we're – so the people in first position – went through their inspection and dropped the inspection contingency. So our, and so now it's, they're moving on to the appraisal. Our, our realtor guy said that that makes him less optimistic that it might yes. come to us, yep. but yes. like there's still a chance. So how, how does this work? What's going on? They, once they've dropped the inspection contingency, that means like they decided everything was basically fine or they could live with it and fix it later. They didn't, um, fall out at the inspection stage. Like, what are things that could happen during the, in the, the inspection? Well, they like, discover our, that it's- our house was bananas because we redid our house, like, from the floor up. Mm-hmm. Um, so our house had, like, mold. It had all of this crazy stuff, but we just didn't know how much that would cost. So when we got the number... We asked, our house wasn't that expensive because of all these things, mm-hmm. but we asked the homeowner to split it with us. Or we, I think we asked for it outright and then they were like, no, we're withdrawing from the sale. We were like, fine, give us 75% of it or something. These people were crazy who sold us the house, by the way. It was an old couple who acted like we were kicking them out of their home, <laughs> even though they had put their home on the market and we had paid them exactly what they asked for it. Wow. They were insane. So the reason, and we actually almost dropped out at inspection stage because they tried to stonewall us and we were like, they were like, fine, then we won't do it. And we were like, okay, why don't you pay for 75%? And they were like, no. And we were like, okay, fine, we'll drop the sale. And then they said they'd pay the 75% or whatever. Mm. Like, Good thing they didn't have an Allison and Daniel in their back pocket. Right. Yeah, nobody wanted this house. <laughs> it was garbage. Um, and so that we could have fallen out then. But once we sorted that out, as long as our house appraised at the value, which they can usually get the appraisal to come out right by using. Right. Yeah. Like Appraisals use, are pretty flexible. Yeah, they use three houses from the neighborhood that don't quite make that price. Then they'll pick three other ones that are about at that price to like compare it. I so, see. Yeah. So That's the boring story of how is that there? Works. So what are the next points at which we're not maybe, getting the house, honey? At which maybe the <laughs> buyers would decide we don't want it. It could be like their loan wouldn't qualify, or that's something. kind of the only thing at this point, right? Yeah. I mean. <clears throat> If you got pre-approval, which you would have to make, yeah. you know, which you would have to, to, to make the offer, yeah. you'd have to Everyone have the loan approved. Pre-approved. Yeah. So I would yeah. assume that contingency, it, it, you're talking about a real Hail Mary, it, it, because uh, once they've, you know, once you remove contingency, now if the buyers pull out, they lose their earnest cash. Mm. Which is, you know, a certain percentage of the down payment. Yeah, like I think they'd it's be 3%. out a lot of money. So 
But there's isn't there an uh, inspection contingency and then an appraisal contingency and then a loan contingency? I don't remember if the loan comes last, but maybe it does. Yeah, else has but I mean to be- the the appra- like the appraisal part is usually a no brainer because right. if it weren't going to appraise for what you were, asking. you know, what you were asking everyone would know it like their right. real nice estate house. agent would know it your it's a nice, real estate agent house, would know so. it yeah it would be a big question mark going into it like well right. i don't know you know that's- maybe there so, will be a murder there in the you, next one week never or knows so. yeah right. and then a, a subsequent ghost Mm-hmm. Um, and they aren't the type who could handle right. a ghost, could, and you guys are. Right. We right. could pretend to be a ghost, like Scooby Doo style. Maybe somebody should do the it. Tub. You got to Scooby Doo it. <laughs> yeah, we got Scooby. Yeah, get your shit. kid in there. Shut up that tub. So after the inspection, they would be out cash if they pulled out at that point. After they release the the physical inspection contingencies, yeah, the, the, oh. because you go through what what normally happens is you have uh, somebody to go through, and then they'll find things that you're not going to find. Mm-hmm. Maybe the the whatever the the you know drain pipes need to be uh, cleaned out, or uh, the there's roof some roof leaking issues, or there's some plumbing that has some issues, and then. So then it becomes a question of you horse trade with that person. Do you adjust? Pardon me. Do you adjust your offer? Do you ask them to split it with you? Do you ask them to pay for it? Who's got the leverage in that situation? Um, I think when they're reasonable issues, 50-50 is kind of the most common occurrence if they're you know mm-hmm. if, if the homeowner isn't like you're being crazy i'm mm-hmm. you know what i mean you're being high maintenance i'm not gonna do there's also a lot of like sometimes <clears throat> like when i bought my first home the guy was very clear like this is an as is price you know what i mean don't come yeah i like i understand things about the house need to change that's all on you. Mm-hmm. The the price that I'm asking for is as is. If you come to me with anything, my answer is no. He so, sounds like a lovely human. I mean, he had built this house. He had renovated that. The house was turnkey. So I think he was just done uh, with it. You know what I mean? He just didn't want anybody dicking him around. But right. anyway, my point is once you, once they release the physical <clears throat> inspection contingencies, I think it's, a, it's rare that something would fall out. <gasps> Let There'll be go. another house. We didn't get like I three know. houses that we tried to get because we didn't. Did we, you get, get... we put in low offers and other people paid cash, like a full amount in cash right, or right. something like that. Did so. you get emotionally invested in the houses though? Because I know people keep saying to us there will be other houses and I believe there will be. That being said, this is in, in, we haven't been looking earnestly for three years. We've been looking on and off for three right. years. Mm-hmm. But in three years, this is the first house that we wanted to put an offer on. It's the second house that I've been like, that's a place I could live. Right. Well, the first house we ever put an offer on, I felt houses. like very sad when we didn't get it. And then, weirdly, the first preschool we went to, which is also the first preschool that John and his wife took their kid to, and then we both switched to this other preschool because the first preschool like, was straight up fucking bananas. <laughs> um, but the... Uh, the ha- someone at that school when she sent the birthday invitation, I was like, "That's that house. That's who got it." So it was this other lady from preschool had wow. our house. So I went to the birthday party, and in my mind, this house was like <laughs> a palace, like built by a fucking king. Like mm-hmm. it was so nice that I could. And then when I got there, I was like, "Oh, 
just kind of a regular like there was nothing <laughs> magical or special right, really had- about it it's just that it was the first one that i'd ever seen that like i could possibly afford so it seemed like a magical fairyland right, right. and then when i saw it i was kind of like oh uh. and i like the area of town we live in so much better and even though our house was a fucking nightmare for years like it's fine now mm-hmm. so i i don't know you'll probably feel fine about it honestly yeah it's You're- just you want it to be done you want to be out of it you want to like have a house yes yeah yeah it's impossible to spend that much money and not become emotionally invested but right. that's the you got you know it it's but like auditions very difficult to get um I and I'm entirely guilty of it. But when you become emotionally invested and attached to a house, you can end up doing dumb things. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And also yeah. like we live in LA where you can't get a house till you're like thirty five plus. Whereas like in the movies, like that couple the young couple gets married and moves into a house at like age twenty three, twenty four. Is it like we'll we're probably, like we just want to get in a house before we die. I was like you just say, want a nice house to die in. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. die just in our to starter expire. home. <laughs> quietly in the very small backyard of your like Sherman Oaks yeah. house right. that Look, still needs the bathrooms updated. The You're just going to fucking die there and it's your fine. Pink bathroom. Given, You're buying a coffin. Given <laughs> the fine. end of days kind of tone to current events, there's a good chance that the market's going to crash. So <laughs> That's true. You could, uh, oh, that you is could good be news. a year Fingers or 18 crossed. months away from you know, uh, a real correction in the market. Uh, given the fact that, um, you know, there's a good chance that... What are you uh, talking about? Everything seems fine, John. (laughs) What do you mean? Double plus good. Chaco rations are up. (laughs) The war in Europe is almost over. (laughs) But if that happens, if the market crashes... That makes houses cheaper, but it also makes everyone earning less. Like, it's... It's, it's not just be, good, right? It would be right? what's called upside down on your house then. It would be worth less than what you paid for it oh, at the time. But you, I see. Unless you're buying like a massive mansion or whatever. Oh, like we are. You'd still be within a range where it could turn around or whatever probably. Yeah, I yeah. Think. I think it, it's I'm just... I'm a out of my depth on this. I'm way out of my depth. Like if interest rates go up, that creates... Uh, you're paying more for the same amount of house. Right. Uh, a lot of people who are taking, if there are people who are still taking interest-only loans, and to the extent that that kind of people who are floating in homes um, or or just on the bubble, I think in L.A. there's a lot of people whose income is episodic. And, um, you know, if they're in variable rates in their home and the rates go up and they can't afford it and then they got to sell their motivated sellers, et cetera. My dad always says that, like, you should hope that things are like basically like they are now, like fine. Or if they really go south, like maybe they'll just go south so spectacularly, no one will be there to try to take the house back. <laughs> like where if it's an apocalypse, <laughs> right. you just try to grow. You just hope you have a yard to grow crops in. Like there's no banks, no one's coming anymore. Everyone's just battening down their hatches and wherever they are. The irony is that there were more millionaires made during the Great Depression than at any other time in American history, I and there were there were an enormous amount of millionaires made during the crash of 2008. Any time that there is a big dip in the market. People who are liquid and dive in when things are depressed, that's when you can exponentially expand. You know, you're not talking about a percentage of growth. You're talking about many numerous mm. fold times. Like people who go in and buy the cheap shit and then it goes back up. Just and buy shitloads of, of property or, go, you know, buy stock and, you know, all of a sudden it just goes through the roof and, you know, people who are 
people who are liquid, people who can... So, like, the baby boomer generation is five times the size of the generation behind it. Mm -hmm. So, even... There's no possible way that the generation behind it can keep the economy afloat, right? It has to. It has to contract. And... um like right around 2000, the baby boomers started hitting the twilight of their life. You know, they start to hit the the age where they're, you know, in the fall of your life is when you're buying houses, you're sending kids to college, you're buying cars, you've had time to make money. That's when you're really spending. Then when you hit old age, now you're selling off your home, you're moving it to, you know, you're, you're unloading your mm-hmm. shit. So uh, as baby boomers uh, die off, the economy contracts and um, there's... There's a there's a correction in the market, and then things can head back up again. So where are we now? Uh, I mean, it's you know that this ostensibly began around 2000 and the early aughts. So I mean, we we I think we sort of saw it. I think 2008 was a bit of a right because there's just, not necessarily just because of the baby boomers, obviously the housing bubble. Right. And all but that. what you hear is that people just aren't selling their houses; they're hanging on to their houses. And there's just a scarcity of homes. I'll sell you my house, Allison. Thank you, Wendy. <laughs> That's what I've been angling for. Or do you want to get involved in my business that I thought of when you were doing the mattress ads? Oh, what was it? Why should there be special mattresses for 69s? <laughs> what this was is going to be my new business. Would it be just... They're equally like supportive, <laughs> like more supportive of the head down here and uh-huh. then the head up here on the other side. Here, 69 now, mattresses. I'll be in your commercial. This is going to be my... Thing. Now, wait a minute. You don't yeah, rotate just... the mattress. Rotate your spouse. Yeah, right. exactly. It keeps your mattress more balanced and you can 69 every night. <laughs> but couldn't I just put the pillow at the foot of the bed? Use a pillow? Right. <laughs> I guess. Is 69 still a thing? I mean, haven't we just reached a point in your life where it's like, just wait your turn? Maybe. You know what I mean? Just or, can't if you, you have wait kids, just get a yeah, couple of minutes. It's really an impatient act. Fast. It just seems like a prom night kind of You're let's ruining experiment my mattress company. okay i apologize my mattress company is for <laughs> couples who right. love 69s right and but it's like an adjustable mattress like but not... instead of going up it just tilts you towards oh that's oh, genius that's good too that's that would be good like too. But a two-headed like hospital bed making sure that the support like as you lay on it over the years that the foot area stays supported too <laughs> right. and the hat like right. so whoever's up at the top doing you're not like sliding down right sliding so you can up. fall asleep with a mouthful of your spouse yeah Everybody's going to love them. You guys are being really quiet about this idea, but when I'm a fucking millionaire, you're yeah. not going to be invited to my house to 69. <laughs> Hello, Shark Tank. Yeah, I'm going on Shark Tank with my 69 mattresses. For real, though. What John yeah. was saying. Yes. 69, that's a young person's game, right? Yes. It's just, it's, uh, they to did me, it that's on the like Americans. A... I, yes, oh, and their daughter scene. walked in. Their daughter walked in. I think about that and I cringe. I just, I mean, I just wonder who was writing that scene was like, I know I need to put stakes in this scene and I want to do a 69. So how could I add stakes to it? And at first they were like, and then there's like, wait, uh, you, they started with wanting to put 69 in, they the, wanted, in a that's show. That's what I'm guessing. And they, and they, they built the plot stakes, around it. Which is that the daughter walks in. Right. Uh-huh. Like they played with be... a couple different things. Like the bed breaks. Like, it's like, it's like, like a, a leak in the bathroom. It's like, I want to do a like, show no. where someone's 69. So let's back out Here's of that. The thing. Let's see. What if it's about spies? <laughs> Married in people do 69 because if you actually have to get up for a sexual position, you 
you know why you're up, your wife's going to go like, listen, b- before you come back to bed, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and give me a bottle of water. I want a yeah. bottle of water by my bedside table. <laughs> and make sure you close the bathroom door because the sunlight comes in. And then before you know it, you've lost the moment. So you need to trap your spouse on the bed. <laughs> Trap them. Yeah, you can. Maybe that's the idea. There's too much to it's do. It's a mattress where when you're doing it, some kind of barrier <laughs> like, comes it's up like, all around. It's like in the in wrestling when the when the cage comes down I over mean, the yeah, ring and you can't sure get out. No spouse can get yeah, out. Yeah, the 69 is just a cage that goes down. It's like, that's a whole era of sex where like, people are like, dude, I'm going to fuck you all night long. My mm. wife would kill me if i don't like, you she's dare. like she's like yeah. this is great let's wrap it up man i got shit to do let's go come on come on come on let's go yeah that's why she doesn't want to have it. sex for hours no she's like i gotta get up at six and make sandwiches for the kids yeah. like, Just, when would there be time to have sex for hours there's no time i don't know if you're kind of sitter and you made her sit out in the family room and watch TV, right? Yeah. You're like, we're going back to the bedroom. Have for you ever hours. have you ever had sex with a sitter in the house? <laughs> with a sitter, <laughs> with a sitter in the house? No, no. Our house is too small. It would be very obvious. What that was, was we've had that. Like, are they here? can? Do you think you can hear this downstairs? Oh, see, there is no upstairs in our house. It is all one continuous little circle. It would be great if you're like, no, everyone. it's a studio. So they would definitely <laughs> yeah. know. They would definitely know. That's the whole point. We invite them over yeah. to, to, for a witness. Yeah. There's no turning the TV up loud enough that they're yeah, not no, going to see. That. It's not even a possibility. So do you think your sitter heard? I don't know. And I got to be honest with you. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Part of my hourly though. fee is that this time is my own. <laughs> you can do what you want. Right. And yeah. And I'm a big fan of the matinee. And I'm just going to say that right now. I think as a married person, I think you start to put place emphasis on the matinee. Mm-hmm. You get one in before you go out. And the rest of the fucking evening is gravy. You go out, you have dinner, you see a movie. You still get to go to bed early. You've already won. Yeah. Why is everybody fucking looking at me weird? This is a you. I'm telling you, go for the matinee, dude. A late afternoon, early evening toss, and then a night out. And you're out there with a little, you know, pepping your, pep your step, think, and you're looking at each other like, huh? huh? Yeah. I think a matinee is two o'clock, but I feel like you're talking like a four thirty or a five. Yeah, that's a matinee. Is that's that a, a matinee? matinee? I guess it I is. I feel like a matinee is usually earlier than that, but maybe not. I like that. That's what we're. <laughs> Bu- That's what hang- I'm having a hangout. Fucking before showtime, right? It's like showtime is 8 o'clock. Yeah. All right. I'm talking about before. Do you yeah. ever wish you had a different kind of bed for your matinee, like a special 69 cage? <laughs> 69 mattress with a cage. It yeah. can come, you can have it with or without the cage. I got to be um, honest. I sleep so well on my Cambodian spin fuck table that yeah. I have never <laughs> had even to even think about a, a 69 mattress. Well, sorry, Start Wendy. Start thinking about it now. I think a 69 yeah. mattress, honestly, is the that round mattress that you sometimes see in the in honeymoon suites. Yeah. Right. Oh, in yeah. the Why Mount Airy Lodge. Right. Any position. There's no head. Yeah, there's no foot. The so, beautiful Mount Airy Lodge. square works Nobody? just fine for that. What, yeah. Yeah. what is right? that? What the is beautiful that? Mount Airy Lodge. The beautiful Mount Airy Lodge. Did you guys never yeah. see that? It was a regional commercial for a resort in the Poconos. Yeah, we right? had those. Yep. And they would have like a heart-shaped bed. Oh, brother. That was awesome. Is that... That's not the one with the giant champagne glass. 
bathtub pool thing, is it? I know the one you're talking about. Somewhere in the Poconos that has that, too. I think I have seen this. By the way, that's something you can sell with the mattresses, the giant champagne. Champagne glass? Yeah. Act now, and you also receive. I'm definitely going to put my life savings into these two specific ideas. By the way, if you shit the champagne glass, it's the marriage is over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tip it into the toilet. Unless you're into that, in which case, great views. Oh, there you go. Now we got a whole new niche market. That's right. Just, it's a dirty martini. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Thank you. Every kind of winter fun at Mount Airy Lodge or Pocono Gardens. Beautiful rooms, fabulous food, headline entertainment. Winter, spring, summer, Body fall. Call 966-7210 for reservations but at Pocono Gardens. Call that number. Now I can't remember why you brought 212. it up. What did it relate to? Now if you the can find me. Oh, yeah. Find me oh, the that ad. Is the, that said, is the champagne uh, glass. Do you remember this? Okay. This yeah. is I used to do this joke on Talk Soup all the time. Offer valid in 49 states. Sorry, Tennessee. Okay, do you we know what I'm talking about? There was like a thing though with this guy would it was like I don't know if it was like a health insurance or something, but this guy would uh this smarmy host would go, Oh, for valid in forty nine states. Sorry, Tennessee. <laughs> and it was like and and so I just started doing it on Talk Soup and I did it for people t- tweet me that all the time. Sorry, really? Tennessee. And I can never I've never been able to find the ad. People think I'm insane. Yeah, I've looked for regional Sounds ads familiar. from Indiana and I can't find them and it makes mm. me because it was before the era when everyone would put everything Yeah, it was before YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was so unless one, somebody has it on Betamax. Yeah, sometimes I'll go like, old Dave needs the money. And no one knows what I'm talking about. And it was a guy who had a car dealership. But yeah. to me, that's like a very popular saying. And I think, like training cats. I, by the way, I think it's kind of universal. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I mean, I got an idea of what it's all yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, old. but I mean like that I say it thinking everyone will be like, ha, ha, ha. And it's like, no. No one knows I have a regional commercial about. to ask Jeff to look up too <laughs> once he's ready, once he's cleared his decks. Hang on. I think I... The- Sorry, Tennessee. Void where prohibited. Not available in all 50 states. Sorry, Tennessee. Oh, my God. That's it. Wow. I don't know if that's it or if that's somebody imitating. I think that might be. I think that guy might be. Imitating. That sounded yeah, over I the top. Imitating. I think he's. I'm, what I'm afraid of is that he's imitating me, imitating the guy. It's like a third generation. Oh I God. think it might be that. It sounded like a wannabe Gen- John Henson. Why would I? Yeah, I think that was somebody imitating. Hmm. But that's right. like that's like the snake eating its own tail. Now it's like a right. guy imitating you, imitating right. it. Now you should imitate this guy. Yeah, do right. it, do it, do it. Well, he was uh, the smarm was too high for that to be organic. Yeah, but that's oh, like right. a Xerox. It gets more and more smarmy with each repetition <laughs> until it's just with, that's super smart. That, by the way, that is also for? a metaphor for my career. With every job, I become more and more <laughs> only smarm at certain yeah. point. When I when I typed "Sorry, Tennessee" into the search bar. Sorry, Tennessee Talk Soup came up like fourth. Really? Yeah. What was yours, Allison? Uh, so there was a commercial for the Grand Hall of Brooklyn, I think is what it was called. And it used to play in, on New York One all the time. So is that not our child crying? That's your child. Okay. Crying. That one is. But before Last there was a was neighborhood a siren. baby. Oh, a siren. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Have you I picked up anybody else's monitor yet? No. Does that happen? Has that ever happened to you? No. I know people who have picked up other people's, because they go on channels. You yeah. Know yeah. What I mean? yeah. And sometimes people get the same monitor. And um, 
So I know people who have, uh, I know a woman who like looked at her monitor and was like, look at that, uh, Hispanic baby that is not my child <laughs> that is ostensibly in my room. And then she That's- realized it was a neighbor. And then she was like, holy crap. I breastfeed in oh, front of this wow. monitor all the time. Oh. Um, I uh, once in my uh, old house, my wife and I heard a really creepy baby toy song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a sing-songy little thing through my daughter's monitor. And it was a toy that she doesn't have a toy like never heard it again since heard it clear as day and we were both like we're gonna die now like yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is a, the, that like this yeah this talking is, tina yeah yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and uh never heard it and we were like she did like we literally went through her room the next day and we're like there is nothing in here that sings never heard that song before or since yeah we had a like a we had a toy that i think was just like straight up fucking haunted it was a like a vacuum called laughing larry mm. and we put it out in our old apartment uh on the deck which was right off of our bedroom and in the we ha- it was turned off and that thing would be like, I'm laughing, Larry. <laughs> in the middle of the night all the that time. That is very scary. We finally just threw it away. Because yeah. we were like, there's the ghost in it. There's definitely a ghost in it. Yeah. And we're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't die. Good. Then. That's like a Not yet. Babadook kind of a... I haven't seen the Babadook. Now, somebody lay out the plot of the Babadook for me because I want to know what it is without watching it. Can someone tell me what it is? Mm. I haven't seen it either. Have you seen it? I have it? read Wikipedia about it. I, tell me then. What is it? I don't want to read it either. I just want someone, a friend with a friendly face watch to tell the me. Movie. No, I don't watch scary movies. So I don't watch scary Why movies. Why you don't watch scary movies? No, I watch They're zombie scary. movies. I watch alien movies. I don't watch like really, like The Ring, I did not sleep for Why? a long oh, time. Oh, okay, because it gets no, too No, I cannot. I, can, I literally I will not either. sleep and I can't afford yeah, to not either. sleep. Oh. So tell me what the Babadook is. I can't, because we're in a podcast. It's going to ruin it for a bunch of people. anyone who doesn't want to know what the podcast what the babadook don't is. you tell my listeners to go away no it's i'm about, not I'm it's about a little boy who reads a hum. scary book okay just put your fingers in your ears for like one minute and they live happily ever after yeah, exactly. except for a little bit i didn't i'm not telling your listeners to go away i'm telling them to just plug their ears hum for like can you tell me in 20 seconds i think he just did it's about a uh little it's about a little boy you're talking very slowly people are humming a big uh, it's about a little. It's about a little boy's scary book that comes. And he to life. manifests his scary book, and there's the mother is mentally ill, right? See, was that why a spoiler? Won't you tell one me? of those things that you just can't give the whole movie away. Uh, was that a spoiler? What I just said? You you don't know whether the mother's uh, mentally ill. You don't know whether the little boy's mentally ill. There's mental illness afoot, or yeah. maybe the Babadook's just like a fun guy right. comes by, <laughs> right? Yeah. With, hey, his, it's me, the Babadook. Right. What's up, guys? With a vacuum. His name's Larry. Larry the Babadook. No, no, I I once got scared of a movie trailer so badly that I couldn't sleep. So I'm not allowed to watch scary movies. I'm afraid of synopses. Um, By the way, this this is chilling. There's like a little rhyme, (laughs) isn't there? Read a book, the Babadook. Yeah. Like, Any sort of thing yeah, like I already that. I feel scared. Yeah, I know. I had that. I, I feel very did, scared. Wasn't there a, like, I, yeah. When I start to talk about scary movies, then I feel like there's something over my shoulder. Because in Nightmare on Elm Street, which I haven't seen, 
I think there was a what you haven't seen the nightmare. No? See, that's I'm where like it started Wendy. for me. I, I watched those movies when I was young. Did you guys see the Blair young. Witch Project? Of course, Blair I saw Witch the fucking Project Blair Witch Project. Straight up scared the piss out of me. I know, when and I then I went. I like. Time. I walked alone. Why did you to see a it, party Wendy? after the Blair Witch Project? Because everyone was seeing it. I've seen a few Not that me. have been very trendy, and then my friend was in the ring for like five seconds. So that's why we went to see it. Did you see no like the first Paranormal? Uh-uh. No. Holy shit. I saw Skeleton Key by mistake and it scared me. I've seen Scream. I've seen Blair Witch Project. I saw Silence of the Lambs, but I haven't seen that. Never. What? Because when I was in high school and younger, I would watch things because I was pretending Mm, to like be cool and chill with it. And instead, I would literally stay up for like whole nights at home. Same. Okay. He did it so much. Jeff, look up when The Exorcist came out. I think it was like 72 or 73. I'll watch The Exorcist. Really? That scared the shit out of me when I was doing that. I believe. What is it, Jeff? 70, oh, sorry, 73. 73, okay. My brother took me to, to see The Exorcist when I was six fucking years oh old. Oh, my God. God. That's how old my son is. That is the kind of shit the state takes children away for today. I don't think I slept probably until after I got my driver's license. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My my family would rent a VCR on Friday nights every like once a month. Or once, yeah, renting a VCR—it mm-hmm. sounds so cute now. Mm-hmm. And so we would go to the video store, and my uh, stepbrother and I would get like Ski Vacation or uh, Gallagher videos or whatever. <laughs> and my stepdad would get just a bunch of horror movies. And right. so then I, I would go to sleep. No, nothing like that. But it would be like The Howling or. Uh, that kind of shit. And then I'd go to bed and I would just hear them because we had a tiny house so you could hear everything. And I'd just be in my bedroom sleeping while they... No 69 mattress. No. <laughs> I'm not talking well, about it. I only want people to buy Casper mattresses. <laughs> Thank you. And 69 on those. Okay. Um, but yeah, I did have a 69 mattress. How did you know? <laughs> but it was like twin size. Oh. Did it terrify you, those movies? It's so much scarier if you don't see it and you just hear it. Oh, yeah. And then I would like maybe see a glimpse of it. So I know the howling, there was uh, something with a, uh, I still haven't seen the movie. There's like a happy face button on a door and behind the door was the werewolf who would eat the people. And I had one on my closet door. Oh. So I didn't sleep. All I would do, I remember stay, my first all nighter, I stayed up all night uh, terrified, and I took my Peanuts book, you know, the Charlie Brown, and I just drew, with, with pencil, I drew little farts on all of the, <laughs> the characters, like the little lines and the little puff. I'm surprised you didn't end up with Wendy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, Allison loves the farts. <laughs> yeah, I would have looked you down do my now, nose at that. That's right. I would have been yeah. a real fucking bitch about it. But you could have... <laughs> Daniel could have unlocked your latent fart appreciation. If you would have seen Peanuts Abridged, the abridged version, <laughs> mm-hmm. the fart abridged, yeah. th- you would have started to appreciate. All right. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I couldn't handle any of that shit because my imagination is better than those movies. Because then you see some of them, you're like, oh, that's not... Re-. Like, Creep Show. Right. I never saw Creep Show. Way scarier in my imagination. I yeah. guess it's supposed to be funny. But. You know what I miss? I'm going to come out and say this, and if it seems... Uh, Do you miss my bit about the 69 Okay. Uh, I miss, and I, the, my defense is, I think my wife agrees. I miss 
the kind of body rated R comedies that I grew up on when I was a teenager. Yeah. Like, I miss the kind of... Like hot dog. Yeah, yeah. like, you know, or, or Porky's or what, yeah. you know, some like where, where it was... It was funny, and there was a really good-looking chick in it, and three-quarters of the way through, you were going to see her tits, and you knew that mm-hmm. as an like adolescent, you could... You know what I mean? Fast yeah. Times was almost like upscale version. I know this is the kind of... There were m- many of them, like and Zap, I rented all of them. Zap. Zap, Zap yeah. was yeah. one. Just ton of these just... I don't know if they were straight to video. Weird Science, only, yeah, maybe? Would weird Science. Now, hold on. Weird you Science know. was... A masterpiece. Yeah. But don't but, you, Allison, I miss those ones from the 80s where like three quarters of the way you got to see the dudes wieners. Yeah, <laughs> they right. just, love their pants just yeah. pop off. Or never. Just be like, oh, here's a fully erect penis <laughs> yeah. for my teenage girl like, sensibility. I, I just fucking I, miss it, man. I gotta see some balls. I gotta get I gotta, my eyes need on some a wiener. Yeah. But there aren't any. Yeah, you don't there see that any. Nope. Yeah, the world was made for you guys, Look, not for us. Michael Fassbender <laughs> is doing everything. I know he he's can. doing everything he can. Right? It's true. Yeah. And he'll, you see some ween on Game of Thrones every now and again. Yeah. You get There's some a, ween on there. You can see the pillow book. I think Ewan shows his ween on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. In that. Right. Very true. So, you know. I'm going to start a Mrs. Skin, and there's going to be like right. three entries. By the way, here are the three know, movies where you can see a penis that aren't pornos. I feel like it's going to be the easiest website to maintain you've ever fucking seen. Any guy that shows his dick in a movie is a guy that you know is so proud of his dick yep. that he's taking it out at parties. Don't you feel like though it could just be like I don't care this is my dick like he might be just very well adjusted and be mm. like who cares it's my penis. Yeah. No. No? No because That's it's never wants. it's never a dude with a little dick. It's never yeah. there's never a dude with a little dick who's like mm. who's like a I'm Chris Pine and I just happen to be hung poorly, but I'm so comfortable with myself. I don't mind if the whole world sees my All dick. Right, that's it's probably always true. somebody who's like, yeah, I got no problem showing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. always that. I, you know, it's like, I will, I don't show the dick, but I will show my nuts. So well, I put that in my wait, context. In fairness, you're beautiful. In you just got to frame it. Movie. It's all about the framing. Not just like at a party. <laughs> Look at my balls. Yeah, but it's it's in a movie. I'll bend over. You Look can see balls. balls, but you Look can't see balls. the rest. So you, you get race horse. Yeah, that's, listen, that's, <laughs> I make that up. I, I let them know up front when they ca- sure. they're casting. Oh, they can suck my nuts. Look at my balls. I have. It's a modesty, is what I'm saying. Anal? Police Academy? Would that be a, would that be a, you know, I don't know. Body, teenage, I don't know. Why was there a market for that then and there isn't now, though? There I wasn't guess the question. easy porno access. So you could, like, get a movie made being like, do. people could, like, come and see some boobs in this movie. That's what it was. And they're going to yeah. be pretty excited. But it was also a style of comedy, right? I mean, it's not, like, yeah. super funny. It's like. No, and I, oh, I don't, they don't think hold it would up. hold up yeah. now. But I miss what that. Like I was so excited about when when you were fourteen or fifteen, yeah. and there was a movie, and you knew it was going to be hilarious, mm-hmm. and it was there was some sort of titillation to it. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, my friend had HBO, and it was like, let's go watch some fucking HBO. My house sucks, <laughs> sucks so bad. We watched Porky's on tape, which I think Noel taped on purpose. We probably watched it like forty times, right. and it was like, no one should watch. 
Porky's 40. Like, you should watch like a classic 40 times, but it right. is not. But we watched it because there was a sex scene. No, in and it. they're morally reprehensible movies. I understand. I don't that. remember I'm anything about saying, it other than that there was sex in it. I mean, it's just awful. They're just like, you know, drilling holes in girls' locker rooms. Oh, right. sure, sure. Revenge you know, of the I mean, Nerds, like, it, and the climactic heroic moment is a rape. It is? Really? Yeah, he like dresses up like her boyfriend. So oh, she thinks, right. it, and then he, and then he. But yeah, there were rapey elements to a lot it. of those yeah. movies. Yeah, it would be like no, and yes, and it was very mixed uh. messaging. Did you want to talk about rape on the podcast tonight? <laughs> this is where you were hoping we might. Yes. Let's go back very to the good. mattresses. Let's talk about mattresses. No, let's do just me or everyone. But first, I want to say, you guys, I'm on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go for that. Um, different reward levels. You can get bonus episodes. Just put up an episode with. Uh, Greg Heller. There's a level where you have access to an interactive live stream. There's a level where you get merch in the mail. Um, the uh, Our mic checks. I'm going to start putting those on Patreon. And all sorts of fun stuff happens in those. And other fun stuff. Fun stuff seems to be my go-to two words when I describe Patreon. And I don't care. Because it's fun and it's stuff. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go for that. Also, are you doing your back-to-school shopping? Uh, would you like to buy some of the things that we've talked about on this show, like 69 mattresses? <laughs> yes, or Peanuts comics, uh, or a variety of other things as well. Any of the porkies. Trapper keepers. Yes. I mean, I don't think we talked about those specifically, but... Five star. Mm-hmm. Is that a brand of binder? Mm-hmm. Five yeah. star rule notebooks, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, those. Amazon. Uh Banner, my website, click through, let them know who sent you, etc. Okay, let's do Just Mirror Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Okay. Shannon Hurley says, I buy unsalted peanut butter, but add my own salt to it. Unsalted peanut butter is boring, but salted tastes like the Dead Sea. I've never thought this. Um, why would you buy unsalted peanut butter and then add your own salt? Because up? salted is too salty for her. So she needs you to control the salt amount. Yeah. I don't do that. I get the salted kind and then I take the salt out. It's <laughs> so much harder. So yeah, much that, harder. Yeah, it takes me literally you like a, a year. It. I desalinate yeah. it through a process that I came up with. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably just you, Wendy. I'd buy pickles and then I unpickle them. <laughs> and right. turn them back into this cucumbers. This is the next thing in, in foodies is she, to get the thing turning as them back it into is, cucumbers. uncure a meat back into an animal. <laughs> right. Like start with like some, some, salami. Yeah, some salami and then next thing you know you have a pig living in your house. <laughs> right. It's right. really oh great. If anybody's interested, I have a web series right. you can that check out where I do that. Laughing Larry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Maddie. On your porch at three in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Maddie Porter says... Why is it every singer acting in a sitcom has to have a scene where they sing? I used to, I'm thinking of Peter Gallagher in 90210, and like every sitcom does. If there's someone who sings, they will be singing in the sitcom. I used to think that it was like somehow in their contract, but I really suspect they don't write that into the contract. Yeah, that's got a sort of a, I feel like that's a Megan Mullally kind of territory, right? Yeah, well, we did. We've had, on Bob's Burgers, it's like, 
there was the Topsy episode, Kevin Klein and Megan Mullally do a duet. I, I think it's more just like, oh, if you have someone who can right. sing, right. eventually, like, you need more stories. And if they can sing, you could work but, that into it. Like, I think there's varying degrees of organicness, though. But right. Bob's Burgers, the singing is part of the show. It is a big part of the show. Right. But I think, like, when we have someone who can genuinely sing, then that's funny. Might as well find a way to use it. But yeah, sometimes it's awkward. I right? feel like they're blaming the performer when a, in reality, I think it's. It's the writing staff who's like that. We gotta have them. It's right. You know yeah. what I mean. Right. It's not the right. fault of the actor who happens. Right. To the, sing. the actor isn't looking at a normal script and then just starts singing her lines. Right. <laughs> but if they it's did, written in. It feels like something I would have done in high school. <laughs> uh, do you guys mind if I sing this one <laughs> in a British accent? In a British accent. I believe that the, my character. You would all start wanted singing. me to put on a show, didn't you? <laughs> Um, I had one more. Oh, but you know what? I do have a slight bone to pick with, which mm. was my favorite, maybe one of my favorite shows of the year was Big Little Lies. But then at the end, in the finale, and I won't give any spoilers, yes. several of the characters, yes. not just one, were amazing singers who oh, did yeah. these really off, like, about that. not like hit songs, but like interesting choices. And I was like, this, no, no, like no, not this had many parents had, can sing. And I also thought then it followed the plot of the movie Sing. <laughs> Where at the end, everyone gets to do a song. But they were like way too talented so to be talented. parents. Yeah, that was weird. But I think that's one of those cases where they can't resist like the, sort of like the show business of like, we could do some amazing music here. So I don't blame them. It was still an amazing show. It just was the one thing where I was like, wait a second. But now how do you know when you have someone coming in who does have singing talent? Is this something that like one just knows or do they tell you? Or are um, there people? Oh, I, well, I don't, I cannot, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I can only speak for our show. Right. Which we knew Megan can sing. She has like a band and stuff like that. Yeah. So she's like, and she's, she's been known. in Broadway musicals yeah, and all an that amazing stuff. Singer. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I would think on sitcoms, it's just something that comes out eventually and then mm-hmm. they use it. That said, um, I don't know if Kristen Chenoweth ever sang on Pushing Daisies. Or, you know, like, oh, I'm not yeah. sure. Was that on long enough, though? I feel like yeah, it's like a third not. to fourth season decision yes. on a standard didn't sitcom. They, it's like, now let's even you, you ran out of stories. Didn't they do it on Up All Night? Like, have... Um, oh. What's her name from SNL sing? Oh, uh, Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Probably, because she's known for oh, her yeah. like, comedic right. singing style, right? Right. Yeah. Her my Rudolph's variety show with um, the musical variety show. I remember what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, talking about with what's his name from SCTV? Why Rick Martin uh, Short? Martin Short. God, why? That was, what is I almost said that right away. If I had a stroke, um, anyway, <laughs> uh, that was hilarious. I never saw I didn't it. See it. Oh man, it's so funny. I'm sure I just it was, want the though. record They're to show that good. I knew it was Martin Short way before I even said it. But I doubted myself. No, no, no. I doubted myself. I was like, why would it be Martin Short? That doesn't make sense. Release the contingencies on your Martin Short. <laughs> <reference>. <laughs> but I'll, I'll lose my earnest money. Okay. Lauren Hadley says, never know what to say when someone knocks on the bathroom door and end up squeaking out an awkward "Be right out." Hmm. I, I mean, I've, I've, I have a bit about this in my act. Like, mm. if you are the kind of person who tries a bathroom door, finds it locked, and then knocks, you're a piece of shit. You <laughs> okay. are a terrible fucking person. I have a, I agree for the most part. 
But let's mm-hmm. say it drags on into like the 10th minute of waiting outside where you begin to suspect that yep. someone has locked the door from mm-hmm. the inside mm-hmm. and walked out or that the establishment has a key and you're an idiot and you don't know. Yeah, then but- I feel like a gentle knock to sort of be like, hey, if you're just on your phone in there, get the fuck up and let's get going or find out there's no one in there. So like, I think it's a it's a time thing. It, it Yeah, and it depends on the location. Like my bit is specifically about an airplane bathroom because well, sure, like, then- who is just so comfortable taking a shit 24 inches away from 100 strangers that you just lose track <laughs> of time. Probably. You know they're, what I mean? They're just in there thumbing through the Wall Street Just away that like, enjoying oh, all that space. goodness, is somebody waiting? I completely forgot myself. Yeah, sometimes I go in, in and put on a mask. Just, sometimes I buy plane tickets just because <laughs> just I want to shit my favorite place. Right. Yeah. yeah. And as sense. long as we're on uh, the uh, airplane bathroom mirror, you will never look worse in your life than mm. you look in an airplane bathroom mirror yeah mm. when accidentally your camera is on front facing and you catch yourself on your phone that looks worse i don't know man there's something about the me. there's something about the like it's literally like i feel like an airplane bathroom is like mirror mirror on the wall please make every pore I have look the size of a nickel. Like, it is just the fucking worst lighting. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I just, anytime I, I try not to look at myself because I'm like, how do people, I feel like I have a hunchback and a club foot. And also, I don't understand how I'm not stoned on the jetway. I don't think I've ever been in an airplane bathroom where I'm not like in a crazy awkward position, like where you've got your feet like pressed against the thing and like your head against the, you can't, I don't fit in no, those bathrooms. Yeah, no, I'm a giant. I don't yeah. fit in there at all. Yeah, yeah so you're but, just like, and then the mirror is like two inches from your face. It's yeah. the shortest room on the plane. It is yeah. like the least, he- the guy that makes plath- bathrooms on an airplane is like, he's 5'4", and he's like, nope, everybody's 5'4", this is it's no, but it's not a problem. Everybody's, <laughs> everybody's good with this. When you yeah. said the front-facing camera thing, though, I thought you were going to say, which is crazy because I think I'm the only person... I have a fear that I will somehow take a picture of myself going to the bathroom <laughs> because I look at my phone when I'm on, like, because I'm a human, like sure. everybody else. I look at my phone and like take an extra two minutes away from my children. And since my phone is open, I'm afraid that not only will I somehow take a picture, but then I will somehow post that somewhere oh, with a like I mean- weird connection of like bad thumb movements. Yeah, no, yeah. I have, I worry about accidentally posting stuff all the time really i never Mine's have only it. bathroom related okay see there's my poop shame again yeah Comes i feel out like this weird is, there's a pilot in this somewhere yeah it does. <laughs> it's know? just me on a toilet tweeting pictures of myself to the world <laughs> this is how <laughs> you naturalize your scatological issues yeah, yeah, yeah. is by you know mm, exercising the yeah yeah i'll make some art out of it sit to pee hmm? sit to pee um, I will only sit to pee if Wendy follows me in there when I go to pee. Sit to pee? Wendy the no. dog, not me, Wendy. <laughs> really? No. I think I'd not sit if you followed me night. in, though. I mean, oh, definitely not in the middle of the night. Because it's, it's my knees are stiff. It's, it's rough on your knees, getting up and down, all that. <sighs> you're crazy. No, it feels like less work you guys, to stand. You, you guys do not know what you're missing. It's fun. It's I've more done, fun to I sit mean, to pee if you're a guy? Absolutely. I thought you were saying some- a word... 
Sitapi. When you were pointing <laughs> at Dana going, Sitapi. And I was literally like, now I think I'm having a stroke because I was like, I don't know that word. And they both <laughs> I, are acting like they know it. All I want to be able to am do. I this old and I don't know a word that two other people in the <laughs> room to, know? To, as a parent, to sit in a quiet room with my phone yeah. for a couple of minutes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's my whole goal yeah. in life. I Absolutely. went to Camp Sitapi when quietly. I was a little kid. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, John, yes, you, you sit to pee always? Like, even in your matinee? No, no, no. Not in a public restroom, but if I'm at my house and uh, and I'm not like you know, yeah, if I can, yeah. Okay, John, sit to fart. Uh, well, I Wendy. I go to sleep first. I sit yeah. in this chair to fart. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've covered that. <laughs> but do you lift the cheek? Because I don't, I on, don't see when you're on a chair. Just, just in general, because yeah. I had a you do. You have to. I don't. You- because I was um, physics. Yeah, I was physics. on Greg Fitzsimmons' podcast, and I had to cough, and so I leaned over pretty far so that the mic wouldn't pick up my cough. And he looked at me, and he goes, "Did you just fart?" Like as if that's the universal sign for farting is lifting a cheek. I don't feel the need. I just, I just propel my farts into the cushion. You might. You're going to end up pushing too hard, and then you'll have an accident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Prolapse. So wait, that's why you lift it up? This is easier. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right moving on i would like to specifically apologize to i believe his name is tim c judd on twitter he mm-hmm. above the din of people who don't enjoy all the fart talk he especially does not like he it. especially doesn't like it and he's a n- very nice guy who really doesn't like it so i'm sorry tim maybe you're should, you're the old wendy a little should, late in the game for that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, I was gonna say maybe you should tweet at him before the episode drops to say, "Hey, heads yeah. up, right. you might want to yeah. uh, keep, right. keep your thumb on the fast forward." At this point, I think it's rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine O'Brien says there are thousands of people at an airport at any given time, yet I've never run into anyone I know. I feel like I have, but I can't think of who I have. So maybe I haven't. I have, but I can't remember who it was. I have. It's like we got off an airplane and they were just about, like we got off a plane from Oakland and they were getting on a plane to Oakland, but I can't for the life of me to remember who it was. That was it. Too short. Huh? Too short, the rapper. Yeah, Ooh. it was from probably Oakland. too short. Just going home. I'm too yeah. short, right? It was, yeah, either too short or the Oakland Raiders. Those are the only people <laughs> I can think of right now. The entire team. <laughs> or the Oakland A's. It's probably one of the right. three. I did stay at a hotel with the Oakland Raiders one time. Not with them. <laughs> I wasn't right. with them. 40 like, water? Was it 40 water? The, the Oakland Raiders and a Dungeons and Dragons conference were the, at the same, the same hotel, hotel at the same time. So it was Literally like the, the Alpha opposite. and the Omega. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. It was amazing. Did I was they have a rumble? Or... graduation from Berkeley. So who no, had... they seem to be getting along just fine. There'd be like three LARPers and three Raiders and then like me and my sisters in an elevator at I the same like, time. It I was amazing. Like it's, it's hard to tell the difference between a Raider fan and a LARPer though. Yeah, they have I a lot know. of swords and axes yeah. going on and yeah. shields and armor. A lot of overlap. The, the a lot of face fans. paint. Yeah. A lot of face paint. Yeah, everyone seemed fine with each other. It was a different time when we all... It's a much we simpler <laughs> time then. Yeah, it was a simpler time low these 10 years ago. And lastly, Dave Meggett says, when I eat chips and hummus, I use the hummus lid as a bowl for the chips. Chips? I know. I said chips. <laughs> I didn't mean to. It just came out. Uh, yeah. Well, the, like, are you talking about the little 
because they come together, right? The little pretzel chips and hummus. Oh, like that that's, is that what he means? Well, I don't then know. that's like a natural bowl. No, no, I think he's talking about just the flat lid, just, like yeah. the Trader Joe's straight up flat. Right. Lid. If you're in your own home, I say go for it. If you're at work, don't be a fucking animal. Yeah, <laughs> that's not your fucking hummus. You got to fucking share it. As a person who has to share a snack room with a lot of people, right. you got to observe the basic rules of the snacks. Like, and what's wrong with the bag as a receptacle for the chips? <laughs> that's true. They come in their own. They need a way station. Make your own little plate at work. Yeah, you don't want to keep reaching in. Is there a lot of communal hummus at Bob's Burgers? Yes, there is a lot of communal hummus oh, and a lot of communal other snacks. Sure, mm-hmm. that's one of the ways they try to make it like, oh, you know, like like we don't ever leave the building for lunch. You're there or whatever so i think that's kind but of a standard writer yeah. thing is right. like a little snack room right. and then you get lunch because f- you're not allowed really, to leave but I, I it's a luxury though it's a bit it of is a hostage a, crisis is what it is <laughs> it, you know what i think at other it, at our show it feels like a luxury because we work 10 to 6 at other shows their hours are fucking brutal so probably like the hummus is the only thing mm-hmm. that keeps you alive like other shows work till like midnight two in the morning mm-hmm. we do not ever have to do that so we're lucky and the hummus is like just a just bonus. Gilding the lily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just realized that uh Wendy Malino is the reason that I have ever even been on your Yes, that is correct. Podcast. That is correct. That is what podcast. made me think of creating this fun group of people who like to talk about farts tonight. And I think I remember very specifically thinking Winnie Malina, who I we know, our children are friends. Yes. We have been, we've gone through the preschool experience yes. together. I see at birthday parties, and she put me together with you. And on my first interview, I told one of the most horribly dark stories of my life. I and loved then thought, it. Oh my god. <laughs> I now need to reconcile that with Wendy, who I usually see over a fucking pinata from like 12 to 2 on well, a Sunday. Well, I think you actually told me that, but I have not listened she to that episode. She doesn't know the story, yeah. Oh, okay. I've never, I'm, now I'm going to go back, though. It, it makes the Manson monologue sound like nothing. It really, <laughs> Because I honestly, feel like once yeah. the podcast that are on my feed. I like a fresh podcast, so I like to listen to that week's podcast. Right. So that one must have fallen into the week before, and then I it's never to be seen again. It's probably a pretty good idea that it did. No, I want. Now I'm going to listen. It involves to it. crack. Yeah, it that's does. All right. It involves. I have uh, a lot. It's, I have ha- it's a harrowing story. Is this yeah. is this back in the day? Back in the day. Yeah, I, no, I have a lot of friends. I'm not a kid anymore. Those, I'm, that was this all was not my life, but I have a lot of friends who okay. cleaned their act up later in life. And you know what? I do enjoy to hear the story. You should listen. I think though. I just kind of live vicariously of like, what would it be like if I had a dark period? <laughs> you should listen to the story though, because it really like even though when John was telling me the story, so you guys. Go back and listen to the episode, the Monday episode of John Henson on the show. When he was telling the story, I was sitting here staring at him. He's right here in the flesh. So I'm like, I know this story must end okay. Right. And yet I like began to get very nervous hearing it. It's almost like a horror story. It was, it was, I, it was very I, scary. I had a very sensory memory story. going back through it. But it is a, like, it reminds me of, so we've, talked about this but i have some tattoos some of which are larger than others Uh and the first time i went to a pool party with preschool parents Uh who did not have tattoos and i got into the pool uh this guy andrew miller who you do yeah yeah. andrew Andrew miller looked at me and he goes (laughs) 
I feel like I have to completely reevaluate well, the way I look right. at you. To be fair, <laughs> Andrew is very funny. And I was like, he, I go, why? And he goes, because you uh, I do not appear to have a Game completely of Thrones tattered. element. <laughs> of, you know, like you're not, you didn't look like you were from the Russian mafia. You do before. dress kind of clean cut. Right, exactly. Yes. And that was, uh, so that made me laugh. So that was my moment where I was like, oh, I should probably give Wendy a little heads up that the podcast that I thought was going to be, hey, you're an expectant mother. I got a bunch of kid material turned yeah. into like this one time. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think I can be shocked or surprised, okay. though. Right. I'm very I think I have now I've realized like now that I'm in my 40s and I have like a more matronly air or something and I have kids that people will even though like I work on a <laughs> comedy show and whatever will sort of be like oh sorry sorry sorry." and i'm like no 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 like yeah i am also in the hollywood business like (laughs) i have grown up around craziness like in my whole adult life so it's like it's never never i'm actually we gotta wrap up but just real fast i will say this this big thing i lately am really having a tough time with how old i am and like where that puts me in culture and all of that Uh just like i don't like oh I'm I'm not a kid anymore in any way and it's confusing and baffling to me because I feel like I've felt like a kid for a really long time and I really it's been a really long time since I've been one. May I be honest with you? Yes. You're a kid to me. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you John Henson. Yeah. But you realize I'm very much not you're a kid. Oh, thanks. No, you're. It really you're, is all relative. It is relative. I my theory is that every ten years you look back on yourself from ten yes. years earlier, and you're like, I was such a fucking idiot then. I thought I knew everything. But, Not like I know now. And then ten years later, you're like, Oh my god, I can't believe you how think, sophomoric I was. Do you was. think guys that are like a hundred years old are thinking that? You know, right. like too. I know so when many I was guys, 90, I was so young. I know so many guys that like got married in their 30s because they thought they knew what they were doing. And then that marriage crashed and burned. Mm-hmm. And then they went through a really regressive period of partying and then somehow emerged from the ashes and were like, now I'm a grown up. You know what right. I mean? Right. And I think you just sort of do that, like, the way in your 30s you were looking at yourself in your 20s when you graduated college, going, I thought I was so mature. I just think you do that every 10 years. I guess I just feel like I could just make the decision. Like, it just feels like at this point, whether I'm going to engage with the world as a child who sort of needs permission or as an adult who's in control of my life and myself... It's just a decision at this point. It's not like I'm going to reach some age magically. What, like in my 50s where I'm like, I'm now an adult. Does that make sense? What I just said, I feel like that was sort of inarticulate. But like, it's just a instead of waiting until all of a sudden I feel I finally feel mature. Like I need to just make the decision that I am mature because I am. Yeah. Well, self-regard issue. Yes. More than. Yeah, I think so. So oh well, no, I don't. I don't mean emotionally <laughs> mature. I mean, you know, I mean biologically. I ha- yeah. I am like you should get mature. a walk-in tub. <laughs> yes, how right. is it time to work? get a walk-in tub? How do they work? They how does the water? Door. They not- must have a seal on them. Yep. I get so okay. delighted when I see those commercials right. at night. 
then that's when they air, right? Like at night. Sure. Yeah. When it's shows like that I'm watching. When you can order your own sleep. catheters. Right. Yeah. 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 Yep. They have a walk-in. I, they must just and the seal chair up that goes nicely. up the stairs. Oh. Yeah. Chair that goes up the stairs is like a whole nother thing. But like walk-in tubs are just such a delightful <laughs> new weird thing you can buy. Yeah. But, and they really market them. Like the one guy is basically like my mom died because she didn't have a walk-in tub. <laughs> so I don't want my dad to die or vice versa. I can't remember. Oh, Maybe the dad like, died. Slip it. Right. Yes, it's yeah. like a real like they're like, yeah, you're going to mm-hmm. die if you don't have a walk-in tub. And I feel sort right. of convinced about it. 90% of all accidents happen in the bathroom. Yeah. 100, 99% of people die because they don't have a walk-in tub. Sure. It's the that's number a, one that's cause a of death. statistical fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sold. Yeah. I'm going to get The other one. people, the other 1%, it's a, a malfunctioning 69 mattress. Yeah. That, that literally <laughs> that presses them, them together. together. And you suffocate. And you suffocate on your yeah. partner's genitals. Yep. But what a way to go. It's so yeah. poetic, really. That's, what a look, way to go. They all be that lucky. 69 walk-in tubs. If, if your partner suffocates on your genitals, do you win? <laughs> if they suffocate yeah. first? Yeah. Well, I, I 69, knew it was a contest to you. I knew 69, it. that's a mutual genital right. suffocation. Let me ask you this. It's if mutual? They, if you, you know yes. they've suffocated, do you still come? Mm. Yeah. Right, of course. You, they <laughs> they would want, want that. I don't yeah. think. I that feel guy like I lost weight. What they would like. Like. Yeah. It's no. what she would want. <laughs> <laughs> it's what she. It was her final wish. Right. Mm. I'm not sure. I'm not so sure about that. No, maybe, not. maybe not. I mean, maybe. Um, you guys I have a dog to tell you about. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. A doggy dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. That's what you are. Poop on your bed. You are a pooch. An ugly mutt. You come inside. You come inside. With poop on your butt. With poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Dog, 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 dog. That's what you are. That's what you are. Gatsby easily could have been named Mr. Friendly and he would totally live up to his name. Gatsby is approximately a year old and is some kind of golden auburn terrier mix complemented by some long round ears, rounded ears. He is active and muscular and weighs in at about 30 pounds. Gatsby is especially popular with the volunteers of Friends of the Animals Baton Rouge since he loves to play and can jump with amazing height and style. Gatsby's ideal home would have an active family member who likes walks or jogs around the neighborhood. Listeners can learn more about him by going to tinyurl.com slash adopt Gatsby. That's tinyurl.com slash adopt Gatsby. And I will put a link in the episode summary on my website. Jeff, where can we find you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. Daniel? You can find me at Daniel Quants, Twitter and Instagram. D Quants on the snappy. Oh, and you can oh, yeah, check out the garage. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a big garage. Get, get out of here, you motherfucker. And you can check out my new uh, TV podcast, The Watching Hour, uh, wherever podcasts are found. Um, and Wendy, where do we find you? Just at, at Wendy Molino on Twitter. You should spell your last name. Oh, yeah. Don't know. It's yeah. M-O-L-Y-N-E-U-X. There you go. There's like three letters that I would not have think, thought. Yeah. Were in, Maybe yeah. I'll take them out. Yeah. <laughs> She she adds a new one every year. Yeah. Uh, I've been alive for eight years. <laughs> we take I, one out. I'm at John underscore Henson dot com. There no, shit I'm at John underscore there, Henson at Twitter dot com. That's hmm. what I am. Sorry. What Don't I, spell underscore. I stepped on your card, Jeff. It was you. What what did I say? There's shit down there, bro. <laughs> follow me on twitter at allison rosen follow the show's twitter feed at a r i y n b f follow me on instagram because i have been stuck at the same number 
I said stame number. I've been stuck at the stame number <laughs> for stay so number. long. It's just demoralizing. And that's at Allison Rosen on Instagram. Also, we're going to be doing iTunes comment of the week next week, most likely. So leave us some nice comments. Okay. You guys, thank you for listening. Everyone, thank you for being on the show. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? Time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. <laughs> <laughs>